Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the end of the week. We've reached the ninth day of March here in uh, Champaign-Urbana, downtown Champaign. Got the sunshine out. It's still pretty cold, 27 degrees, headed for a high today of about 40. Be good to see the sun and continue to see that, hopefully, as we work our way through the day. So how are you as you've made it to Friday? Glad to have you with us today. We have another busy show for you today. Had a lot of calls, emails, and texts yesterday on an open line and a variety of topics. So we appreciate that. Kind of a uh, different uh, potpourri, I guess, of things today is, is the word I'm thinking of. Uh, open line in and around all of this. Uh, we've got a, a gentleman coming in here momentarily uh, tell you about an event next Friday. It has to do with Lifeline Connect and a recovery blueprint for uh, men who have been addicted, uh, struggled with addiction in various areas. And uh, this young man has had his own share of uh, issues over the year that he has battled. We'll talk to him about that and the event coming up for just a few minutes. We'll have an open line then the rest of the hour. We'll talk some about the hockey feasibility study. And there was a lot of talk, of course, about it yesterday. Josh Whitman had a press conference. Uh, there was some reaction from the city as well, city of Champaign, with the uh, downtown proposed location for the potential arena down there by the uh, uh, MTD building, transportation building there. Uh, all of that. So we'll talk about that a little bit. There was another proposal, of course, that Peter Fox had that was at the uh, south end of uh, Champaign there and uh, closer to the athletic facilities there on campus. So those were a couple of competing proposals. But anyway, the feasibility study was released. There was some commentary on both sides of that. And uh, I can tell you we're, we're several years, I would think right now at least, away from uh, seeing that uh, happen. So we're kind of in the very beginning stages of this. So, uh, you know, we're not getting hockey tomorrow, but but certainly it is an interesting step and uh, one uh, worth talking about, I think, as we work our way through the morning today. Second hour, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Bruce Rauner on. Uh, he came by the uh, studios here. And uh, so uh, as we get ready for the primary, uh, Jeannie Ives expected to check in with us in the second hour for a few minutes. And we'll have her on a similar amount of time, probably 15, 20 minutes in the second hour today, and then an open line up until 11 o'clock today. So that's kind of what's on the docket. want to tell you real quickly before we go to break about my friends with a call to action, Steve and uh, Pam Starwalt, the husband and wife team at Keller Williams. Uh, these folks I've gotten to know over the years. Steve is a guy who helps sets up the uh, coaches' headsets at football games. That's kind of how I met Steve Starwalt first and his wife Pam, but they work at Keller Williams, husband and wife team, and they've got a, a call to action right now. As uh, the weather starts to warm up, spring is in the air, the market's heating up for the Starwald Group. They'd like to, like to offer you a free, no-obligation home evaluation, even if you're not thinking about moving. So if you'd like to get the free home evaluation, we'd like you to call Steve or Pam Starwald at the Starwald Group, Keller Williams today. Their number is 239-7156. You can Google Starwald, uh, Google Steve and Pam. 
you'll get the information you need there. And if you happen to be out looking for a, a home this weekend, maybe you're going to some open houses and you're not sure what size home would fit you best at this t- stage of your life, well, they work closely with uh, Damien Spencer at Fisher National Bank. They're located on Neal Street. Uh, if you uh, don't have any idea what you might be approved for, you say, hey, I'd like this amount, uh, size of a home, uh, square footage, how much does that cost, where do I want to live? I don't even know how much I'd be approved for. Well, they can help with that. If you call 239-7156, Steve and Pam will get you hooked up and uh, line you up with uh, Damian Spencer at Fisher National Bank. And you can find that information out today. So when you look at homes this weekend and the next day or two, uh, you'll have an idea of what you're approved for and all the information you need. So again, 239-7156. Steve and Pam Starwald can help with that. They'll get you connected with Damian from Fisher National Bank, get you all set up when buying or selling a home, and they're with you every step of the way. All right, we're at 909. We'll come back, uh, talk a little Lifeline Connect, explain what that is. Take your phone calls at 356-9397. Email talk at wdws.com. Castle Heating and Cooling text line at 3515357. All available for the next couple of hours here up until 11 o'clock on a Friday on Penny for Your Thoughts. Penny for Your Thoughts on a Friday morning. Glad you're with us. We're at 913 and 27 degrees. Open lines in and around different facets of our show today. I'm Brian Barnhart. Glad you're with us here on a Friday and uh, we're joined here by Michael Savage. Now, there's a famous talk show host by that same name. This is not the uh, the talk show host, but uh, it is his name is Michael Savage. How are you? Let me get your mic on. There you go. How's that? I'm doing good this morning. Good. Thank you. Good to see you. And you're with, uh, real quick, you're with Lance, right? Yes, sir. Lance I'm with he- Lance Heating and Cooling and Plumbing. Mm-hmm. Well, we have an event coming up. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but... Uh, First of all, tell me what Lifeline Connect is overall. Give me the give me the sure, big picture. Sure. Well, Lifeline Connect is a men's residential recovery center. It's located in Urbana, mm-hmm. and uh, and we've been around for eleven years now. and And it's a uh, residential program that takes in six guys per year right now, mm-hmm. uh, and they're in the program for one year. Uh, but we have um, plans to expand the housing of the dormitory to to 24 men and it's been approved by the county zoning and we have the plans that were donated by Andrew Fell uh, architecture and so that is our mission here mm-hmm. you know with this uh, you know with this event uh, I found out about Lifeline Connect um, in 2009 um, I I found out about this program I was homeless on the streets of St. Louis Missouri I was a heroin addict and uh, and my life was just a mess. I had just got out of prison as well, and uh, and my life was just a a complete mess. And I was living in an abandoned house. And I found out about this program, and had actually accepted me into this uh, program. Mm-hmm. And I was the guy that would stand on the side of the road begging people for for uh, for money, mm-hmm. you know, to fuel my addiction. I mean, at the worst of the worst, there was no hope for me. And I believed that I would uh, uh, die in my addiction. And actually, I was living in this abandoned house, and I found out about the program. I had simply just uh, prayed a prayer. I didn't even really have a lot of belief in God. But, you know, in my desperation, I cried out to God. Like I tell people, there's no atheists in foxholes. <laughs> 
you know. And so I cried out, and God answered and made a way for me to go to Lifeline Connect. Now, is Lifeline Connect, uh, they've got the program here. In, is this a nationwide program? or is This it... is not a nationwide program yet. Okay. But, uh, you know, that is one of the dreams uh, and the vision of this uh of this event that we have coming up next Friday called Recovery Blueprint 24. Mm -hmm. We want the, we have the blueprint, Mm -hmm. okay? And we would like to take the blueprint and replicate that Mm -hmm. in cities all across the nation. Mm -hmm. And basically looking to help men who have been addicted, uh, you said heroin. Absolutely. Any any other addiction, right? Opioid. Whether it's opioids or alcohol or or cocaine or prescription drugs, yes, any man with a substance abuse problem, yeah. you know, is who uh, we would like to help. Mm-hmm. Michael Savage is with us here for a few minutes talking about uh, Lifeline Connect and uh, what that is. Tell us about the event coming up. Lands Heating and Cooling is putting on an event uh, next Friday called Recovery, uh, a blueprint, a, 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 a 24, mm-hmm. to, um, and all of the proceeds are going to go to uh, fund the housing of the new dorm, mm-hmm. okay, for 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 twenty four men, and and we want to expand uh, to twenty four man dorm. It's going to be on Friday, March sixteenth at yep. six thirty at the Illini uh, Ballroom, uh, and you're going to hear from five of the uh, f- five of the Lands employees who Troy Lands has hired, who are graduates of Lifeline mm-hmm. Connect, and you're also. Uh, the keynote speaker that night is a man named Weldon Long, um, who is a uh, New York Times uh, best-selling author mm-hmm. and speaker, and uh, he has a similar a testimony of being homeless and almost 10 years in prison and got out, and he mm-hmm. was homeless, and within 60 months built an Inc. 5000 company with over $20 million in sales, and, uh, and it's just an amazing story. He's going to be our keynote speaker, and we're going to have a silent auction that night and a live auction as well mm-hmm. and we're auctioning off uh four children's playhouses that are eight by ten that are roofed and sided and that are amazing that were built by local builders we're also auctioning off a mitsubishi ultimate man cave package oh, wow. which includes a ductless heating and cooling system a 65 inch flat screen tv a recliner and a uh, home theater system as well and it's going to be awesome and we're looking for people to partner with us we're looking for businesses or anybody that would like to be a table sponsor for a thousand dollars a table and that would include a table for four or six and your logo and you'll get the recognition at the event uh and we're also looking for premier uh, uh partners at 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 uh, that's a $2,400 investment. But we're also just looking for for people, you know, to come to the event. It's only $24 a ticket. That's a pretty good banquet ticket. It is. And if you want more information about the event mm. or about Lifeline Connect or if you would like to give or to make a donation because you can't make it uh, 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 to the event, mm. you can go to w, uh, www.lifelineconnect.com. Dot org. Okay, and there's also a phone number. Uh, you can talk to Bill over at Lands at uh, 217-621-3342 is uh, the number to call. Again, 217-621-3342. You've been through this, 
uh, we hear a lot about opi- opioid especially absolutely addiction. it's but on how, the how rise ma- how many men i mean does this affect more people than we even begin to realize absolutely it affects so many more people than you think about and it's actually people that you walk by every day because i didn't start off a heroin addict okay mm-hmm. there was a process in, involved there and it all started off with a trip to the doctor okay or a trip to the dentist and they and they prescribe you some Vicodin or some Percocet, and you begin to take that, and and in due time, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a human being and you take that stuff for at least uh, three weeks, your body becomes dependent on it, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people become so dependent on it that they need more, and they and they seek more, uh, and that's how I got on uh, the opiates. It started out with Vicodin and Percocet, and then I went to morphine and Oxycontin, and I tried to get off of it, and I, and I went to a methadone clinic, and I met every heroin addict in St. Louis, Missouri, and I was more addicted to the methadone than I was any other drug. Hmm. And yeah. it's so needed. Uh, this new dorm, we field calls all the time that guys that are wanting to get into the program, but we only have room for six. I personally had a really good friend in St. Louis who was in recovery, and he kept relapsing, and he was a heroin addict, and uh, and he just, you know, he, he was trying to get into the program, but, you know, we'd si- we just didn't have room at the time, and he was waiting for a bed, and he died uh, a few years ago of a heroin overdose. Yeah. And another guy, I just carried the casket of a... Uh, of another guy uh, several months ago of a heroin overdose. This thing is really an issue. Yeah, Where in Urbana is it located? It is on 2107 High Cross Road okay. uh, in Urbana. It's directly across from the Apple Dumpling, if you know oh, okay. that's Okay, so you're looking to expand, and uh, this uh, event will help again at the Hilton Garden Inn. At the the ballroom, Illini Ballroom at the Hilton Garden Inn, coming up 630 to 9 on uh, Friday, a week from uh, tonight, March 16th. And uh, if you have any uh, questions, you can certainly check out the website. And uh, also call at 621-3342. And the website, again, is? www.lifelineconnect.org. And also, I would just like to say that if you're a business and you're listening and you would like to donate your services for the new dorm, we are looking for that as well. Uh, Troy Lands has committed to all of the HVAC and the labor labor for all of the plumbing as well. And uh, uh, Wells and Wells has committed to the general contracting of the job, so we're looking for other contractors to donate as well. Yeah. Michael, great to visit with you. Thank You're a great you so story much for having and, uh, me today. We appreciate it, and good luck with this next week. Thank you so much. Very good. Michael Savage with Life Connect, and he's going to be a part of that. He's experienced this, lived through it, survived it, and uh, there'll be folks telling their stories there. And again, their uh, keynote speaker, Weldon Long, coming up a week from tonight, Hilton Garden Inn, Illini Ballroom. If you need any more information, just uh, let us know. All right. Thank you, Michael. We'll come back with more. Penny for your thoughts. We've got uh, Charlie. We've got Bob coming up next, and we'll do all that right after this. Penny for your thoughts continuing on a Friday. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phones. Appreciate everybody uh, being with us today. Appreciate uh, Michael Savage, a remarkable story. Uh, he was. We could have spoken more a couple hours about uh, what he's been through and what he's uh, come from. He's now got a family, and he's... Uh, he's been uh, healed, if you will, in the sense of um, his recovery from the addiction uh, to heroin and so forth. And uh, just an amazing story with uh, Lifeline Connect. So anyway, I hope you'll check that out if you get the chance. Let's uh, go to the phones here. Our friend Charlie Finn is on the line. Hi, Charlie. Good morning, Brian. How are you? How are you? Okay. I uh, I just want to thank you for your comments about Gibson City. I uh, grew up there, and I, I have a special place of my heart for the for the town it's a it's a really a great small little city and it has been away for a long time but 
I've uh, I've gotten to know Mike Allen, the football coach and the athletic director, and I, of course I follow the the Falcons and I watch this young man, Mitch McNutt, develop. And uh, he, uh, you know, he comes from Illini parents, and he, and he's a he was an Illini when he was a little boy, and he wants to play for the Orange and Blue. And uh, I think he's got uh, real talent, and he's a, he was a, starting. A, as a sophomore, he began to develop, and, and of course, this year he led them to the 2A championship and was was probably one of the top 2A players in the state, you know, and uh, and uh, and plus, plus on offense and defense. But uh, I think it was uh, I think it was and it was it's great that he has been given a special walk-on offer here, you know, like. A, he really wants to play for the school. Well, I think he's also what he's in the the three point shooting contest in basketball. Yeah. Did I see that? Yeah, he was a he was a regular and a, a key part of their basketball team, and uh, so he's a real he's a real awesome, great author around great all around athlete. Plus, he's a he's a real good kid, and uh, that's that's the elements to make a real good football player. Well, for people that don't know, and Charlie referred to it, I mentioned earlier, uh, I spoke up in Gibson City last night, the Gibson City Chamber of Commerce, had a great turnout, and, uh, you know, we're in the middle of all the, the fighting Illini orange and blue here. You get out into a community like that, and that's uh, that's the heart of it. They are loyal. They are uh, oh, yeah. they bleed orange and blue. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah it, it was, and I just, I just, uh, it just made my, uh, made my chest pump up a little bit to, <laughs> but probably to hear you talk about Gibson City because it, it's a great little city and it it's been that way for a long time and they've had uh, good schools and and really a great record in foot uh, you know high school football for years and but uh, thanks for going up there I know they they had a good time with you well good I I really really enjoyed it all right hey Charlie thank you take care all right you too say hi to Blanche I will all Bye-bye. right. Charlie Finn, our friend, and let's go to uh, Bob. Hey, Bob, another friend. How are you? Hey. Uh, is going to be, and I hope a lot of people are listening out there. I hope some of the people that are running our office are listening. Uh, they're promising this, promising that, but what you never hear them promise is, uh, for example, you got a 18-year-old out here sitting on their rear ends, collecting government help, collecting free health care, and don't even care about getting a job because they get so much money from the government, they don't even have to work. I mean, I've been told by 15 young men that, hey, why should I work? I make more sitting down doing nothing. So I have not heard one person running for office, governor, yet, Say okay, we're gonna make a rule. The video for an eighteen-year-old that's single. I'm not picking on the people that got kids and stuff, but are single sitting on the rear end that they have to do some kind of community service to earn part of that and be able to have paperwork out that prove that they have done it, or else work at McDonald's, work at Walmart, or you know work someplace. Because I see help wanted as I. I've been around here for over 50 years in the same house. But I have not seen not one of our politicians try within the next two years to pass a bill that these people don't get the whole link card check or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and the whole health care unless they do something for it. 
they need to pass a law that they have to do something. Yeah, I know that uh, the last time it was talked on a national level was in the mid-90s with the Welfare Reform Act that, uh, you know, they worked, the Congress worked, uh, Newt Gingrich and with uh, Bill Clinton uh, to sign that deal. I haven't heard much about that even at a national level either. Yeah, well, you know, that's the reason I want you to get this out here. Another thing, too, as far as them sitting on their rear ends, another way, way to get them busy would be bring the draft back. For the illegal alien stream that's 18 years old, bring the draft back. At oh. least our tax money be going for him doing something. Yeah, well, I, I don't think you're going to see that right anytime soon. But uh, well, I, I'm just going to pack that, pass that out to yeah. a politician. All right, hey Bob, thanks for the call today. All right, appreciate it. We're at 9:30. Sorry, I hung up on the wrong person. <laughs> I hung up on me. Uh, let's see, you're at 930 here at uh, DWS. News headlines coming up. Hey, everybody knows Mike Namoff for 30 years. Big Mike, been a major presence in East Central Illinois and beyond. His store, This Is It Furniture, many charitable uh, projects. He's been huge for us. Uh, I do some work with the Challenger League, Tom, uh, Kiwanis Tom Jones Challenger League. He's been huge with that. Uh, hosted many, many events, March of Dimes, Boys and Girls Club. He's got a big heart and uh, supports a lot of different organizations. Coaches a baseball team, founder of the Dream Team. Uh, this is it. Furniture recently joined forces with a new store called Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. We've been telling you about that, all the unbelievable items. You wouldn't believe all the things they have at Snooze. And he'll continue to take care of you, Mike Willett, the uh, furniture store there. This is it. But also, uh, now with Snooze, you'll find many luxury items, adjustable bed frames, lifestyle, or carbon cool pillows. I've got one of those. You can have a free and easy analysis done by their reveal machine. Shows you uh, the pressure points. They they. Put it on a screen. You can see, oh, oh, no wonder my neck's is sore. There's a lot of pressure points there. Well, they can fix all that and help you get a great night's sleep, which is what you really need. And uh, so with This Is It Furniture and Snooze, they're located together. Country Fair Shopping Center, Springfield and Madison, Champaign. Look for the uh, great team there at This Is It and Snooze. Snooze, one of our new sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Glad you're with us today, 931. Jim, hang on. We'll get to you right after the news headlines here with Michael Kaiser on DWS. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 351 Five three five seven. It's pretty nice sitting out here as we uh, work our way through the uh, morning here in downtown Champaign. Just looking out, sun's out. It is cold, right about thirty degrees here today at nine thirty-seven. And uh, you can join us. By the way, U.S. employers went on a hiring binge last month, adding three hundred thirteen thousand jobs. That's the most since. July of 2016, drawing hundreds of thousands of people into the job market. And the other big national story is that President Trump's going to meet with Kim Jong-un, the North Korean leader, in May. Those two are the uh, big national stories. Jim is with us. Hi, Jim. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey, I just wanted to pile on with uh, Bob, your last caller, who was talking about lack of motivation uh, for some of these kids to bother getting jobs or even look. I've always felt that if you're getting government money, that's essentially a government job, and any government job requires drug testing. So if 
if, if, if you threw that into the mix, I think that would shake up a large percentage of these guys off of the carpet one way or another, either to go get a job or just, you know, off the program. So for a government job, you have to have a drug test. And I'm sure you do. Any government job, I'm sure you do. And these guys are getting government money, yeah. i.e. Well, as we know, and this is not a new problem, it's a lot of times the um, the money you get, say you whatever it is from the government, but there are, I guess, disincentives to get off the government money because if you do, you lose the government money. Isn't that, isn't that the, right. the root of the problem? That's yeah. a big part of it. And, and, and you know, that you always hear stories, and you know that a lot of these WIC cards were these to be food stamps. A lot of this stuff is just sold for cash and and what's that for, you know, as to buy drugs and alcohol, and a lot of times, I'm not saying always, but you know, a lot of it is. Hmm. I'm just, it just seems to me that if you want government money, you should, you know, if you want a government job, you have to, to adhere to certain standards. And if you want government money, I don't see what the difference would be, and I think that would be a huge. If, if it didn't, if it didn't inspire them to get jobs, at least it would inspire. You know, at least it would get them off the rolls. Hmm. Yep. Well, you know, there's a huge difference of paying someone money that needs some help, paying someone money to sit around and smoke crack all yeah. day. Well, and that's the the you know the problem people have in general, society at large, is you want to help, but are you making it worse by helping, or right. where does that money go? You know, and and, and that's the dilemma everybody faces. You know. Well, some people you are helping, and some people are just taking advantage of the system, yeah. and, and it's just so much waste. And Bob's absolutely right. There's no reason you can't. You know, there's all kinds of. There, there should be all sorts of, you know, programs to be. Why, you know, parks need cleaning up. Everything. I mean, there's. Yeah. Hey, so thank the fact you. That you can do nothing. Anyway, well, thanks. I just want to put that out. There. Yep. Very good, Jim. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for the call. Have a great day, uh, Doug. Up next. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning, Brian. Pretty morning. Yes, it is. You know, we got sitting on all discussions on the news last night with talking about the same time all the call for new gun laws. At the same time, they're talking about how the schools are disintegrating even worse. You know, and we talked about it a little, but everybody's kind of ignoring the fact that this tragedy in Florida could have been preventable because we got so, that schools have turned into a mess where behavior and academic success, especially among the blacks and the Hispanics, is and even among the whites, this is absolutely horrific. And it seems like... Doug, you're breaking up a little bit. Um, you're breaking up a little bit. We've, you're you're talking oh. in uh, Morse code here for a second. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all continuously calling for my gun laws. And one thing they said, well, they need a waiting period. A waiting period's interesting, but the only time it applies is the first time a person buys a gun or if there's no gun in the house. The other thing, too, on the background checks, as you know, in Illinois, before you can touch or buy ammo, you have to go through a state police background check, get a FOID card, and then every time you buy one, whether you order it via the Internet or anything, you have to go to a licensed dealer, go through a complete background check again, and then have the waiting period. So, you know, all that stuff comes into play. And when we looked at the background down in Florida, just like our schools here, the child abuse and the child bullying and everything is just prevalent within our schools and we seem to be coming back and looking saying well we need to go back after a firearm as the tool rather than saying why did this all happen when we looked at the background 
of that school at Parkland down there, this child that turned into a monster and killed had been discarded by his family. He'd been expelled from the school, so no hope to get a high school education. He had been definitely bullied and abused down there, as a lot of other students have, so it turned into a monster that, you know, all we can do is execute. But yet we get all these conversations, and nobody's looking and saying, how do we solve the problems? Why do we end up needing a police officer in the school? Why is behavior so bad? Why are his academic achievement so bad, say, in Champaign-Urbana schools? And then exceptional down in Tolono or St. Joe or Muhammad. Yeah. No, and, and why do you think that is? Well, it comes back to the fundamental things as a teacher and everything learned. It's a simple thing. You know, when you have to have the family structure together, you have to have the parents maintaining discipline, having the child complete their homework and do everything else there, and then normal behavior. And then what we've got, as you talked about the same thing, there's such a total abuse of alcohol and drugs in all segments of society for the ones that are in trouble. And it comes back to a simple day. How do you function in a daily thing as we've been taught and we were raised? You get up in the morning and have breakfast together as a family. Kids get ready and go to school. Parent, father, or mother goes off to work. They come back. You have supper together as a family. You maybe play a little. You have fun. You complete all your homework that's necessary to do and maybe more to get ready for the next day. And then you get ready for bed and you go to bed. Instead, you have families disintegrating where they're going out partying at 8 or 9 at night in the week and everything else. And so you've got a total structure. And academically, every child can exceed. We know that, absolutely no doubt at all about that. But it comes down to simple. You read the assignment before the class period. You participate totally during the class period and learn all the other stuff. You read the assignment after the end of the class period, and then you get ready for the next day. And then you go back and review the stuff in preparation for continuing on. Because with the academics and where it's failing now is we have to have awareness, comprehension. We need to be able to perform the task. But more important, we need to be able to transfer our knowledge, skills, and attitudes into a new situation to make it better or above us synthesize and figure out what do we do for something we don't even know yet. And all that's worked since eternity, but somehow God got expelled from the family. God got expelled from the schools. And now we're in. All right. Hey, Doug, I lost you there, but uh, I, we got the gist of it. So thank you, sir. Yep, good to hear from you. And uh, 356-9397. Got a text from Mike. He says, uh, hi, Brian. Dennis Miller said it best. I'm all for helping the helpless, not the clueless. All right, back to the phones again at 356-9397. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, Brian. Well, everybody's got a good point, and my my opinion is mine. I think, number one, a lot of these young men don't see a man in the household. Remember the old Andy Griffith show? You saw Opie and Andy walking down the street with a fishing pole. Yeah. That's old school. Well, if you look at all the individuals that was in that show, there were men. Now, there was women. True enough, there were women, but there was respect. The average young man out here that's going to jail for a petty crime, why is he sitting in jail playing basketball when he probably got a child out here somewhere where he can be taken care of? Why don't the system sit back and say, look, this guy is in here for a minor offense. This is what we're going to do. We're going to help you get off your butt. We're going to give you a job. It may not be a high-power job, but we're going to give you a job. You work this job. You can help take care of your child. 
you can help get yourself back in society. As long as you do good, you got nothing to worry about. But you screw up, you don't go to work, we're going to add a little more time to your time, your sentencing. A lot of these young men don't have structure out here right now. They don't see what men do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look like a mom every day of the week. On Sunday morning, I'm going to be the old word, what they call a uh, casket shark. When they see the way men dress and carry themselves, real men, it's a puzzle to them. You've got a lot of, and like the, the gentleman said before, it's not only in the black community, it's even in the white community now. Look how many white grandparents are taking care of biracial kids. Hmm. And, and the thing about it, when these young men go to jail, somebody needs to sit up there. You, you're not really learning anything by going out picking up paper, picking up cigarette butts while you're in incarceration or washing police cars. No. Establish something with some company that's a young man that, that got in some trouble. I want to get him in the right place and go. And the women as well. Because a lot of these young women that are getting uh, subsidies from the state, there's probably a guy in the house, probably babysitting, playing video games, when well, he should be out working, help take care of that child too. Yeah. And, and it's, it's in every community. I wish the court system would help and turn around and get with the school system and say, we need to put shop back in school. We need to put home economics back in school. Give these young men and young women a backbone to put the stand on. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid, you only had gimme. That was it. Now gimme got three names. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You keep <laughs> giving, you keep giving. Finally, that's the main word in their life. Well, mama going to give it to me. Mama going to give it to me. You know, the average young man that go to jail, the first thing he says, well, daddy ain't going to send me nothing. Tell mama to send me some money. Mm. We got to turn this around. Between yeah. the schools and the jails, Help these young men and young women get back on their feet. You'd be surprised. Yep. Uh, there's a connection in there somewhere, that's for sure. Hey, hey John. Okay, th- Brian. Thank you, sir. Don't work in it too hard. Uh, we-, <laughs> we won't. Thank you. Okay, Pre- take care. Appreciate the call. All right, we got Jim and Cindy up next. I do need to get a break in. We'll come back to those two calls, more emails and texts as well. As we continue on a penny for your thoughts here this morning, open line most of the morning. Uh, Jeannie Ives expected to check in at some time in the second hour. We'll, uh, we don't know exactly when that will be, but we'll find out. Coming up next. Back on Penny for your thoughts. Brian Barnhart, we've got callers waiting. Jim, Cindy, and Don will get to you. Uh, if you'd like to text us at three five, I'm sorry, uh, three five one five three five seven is how you can join us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line. If you've ever needed collision repairs, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. They know having a car accident's a serious matter. Dave Miller and Bill Gallo, passionate about their business. They truly care. 18 years in the business. They're hands-on, and that's not true necessarily of all collision repair shops. Dave and Bill know the collision repair business inside and out. They've worked as insurance adjusters, ran body shops. They know how it works. So if you get in an accident, just call them, give them the keys, go to their website, say, fix it. And they'll get back. They'll take care of everything else. So uh, free estimates always offered. If you've got a scratch, you eh, I don't know what this is going to cost me. They'll give you a free estimate. So check it out, south side of I-74 between Neal and Prospect, GalloMiller.com. All right, real quick, happy birthday to Ed Bond. Thanks, Brian. How are you? I'm doing good. What are you doing on your birthday? I'm uh, working? working on your show. <laughs> okay. Well, so now when you call in, when you call Ed, he'll, he'll be the one to pick up the phone. Wish him a happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. Okay. 
Another good anything? day. We had donuts out there. For Karen you. brought donuts. Yeah. yeah, and had a happy birthday on it. Wow! So everybody's coming by to say hi. So that makes it yeah. exciting. They're coming by to eat a donut. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and they're saying it, hi. I guess they say <laughs> hi because they feel they have to or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ed. Let's have a good show. Yeah. Yep. Happy birthday, Ed Bond. All right. There you go. All right. Let's go to uh, Jim. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good Friday morning to you. Yes. And happy birthday to Ed Bond. There you go. Yep. <laughs> There's our I first hope one. There's some, yeah, I hope there's some hot butter, buttered popcorn in his life soon. Oh, yeah. He uh, he'll, popcorn. We have some downstairs, actually, on Fridays. So. I, uh, it works. I've always admired John, the previous caller to me six, eight minutes ago. Uh, he's always made good points, and he actually made a few of the points I was calling in about. I, I'll reiterate, having a man and and a wife in still there hello there jim i think we lost you I huh. what, are, are you, you there you back there you are i don't know where you went okay i'm not sure either i don't know yeah. if it's your end or my end I'll, okay. I'll stay still though yeah uh john's absolutely right having a father and a mother in a home you're going to get a lot better result 95 percent uh Big Brothers. Hmm. All right, Jim. I don't know what what's going on there. Call me back if you'd like. We can finish it up. Uh, let's try Cindy. See if it works any better. Hi, Cindy. I hope it does. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. First of all, um, first two callers. Uh, I would like them to go fill out an application for government aid because they have no clue. You have to work. I've helped young people. I'm an RN. I've helped young people try and fill these out. So start at the ground level and break it down. Let's say the person um, is is in the situation because they're embarrassed about, let's say, a you know, an inability, a dyslexia or something. Uh, most of these systems now want to be done on a computer. Well, what if you don't have the money for a computer? Okay, so you have to go in line and go to one of the, go to a DHS and stand in line. And, and hope that they have the time to fill you out, to help you fill out a piece of uh, document. They have to work 20 hours a week in order to receive a link card or government aid. And I gotta tell you, as an adult who can do all those things, helping them fill this out is ridiculous. It's, it's not that easy. Nobody's sitting on their butt and, and trying to uh, take advantage of it. And then I think, I'm 53, and I don't understand. Um, I'm sorry, I'm talking too long. No, you're fine. No, I'm I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, I agree with the the two parent home. I mean, my father was the was the best example of a God fearing man that I had. Um, lost him unfortunately to cancer, but um, I don't know that that's ever going to be the answer two-parent home we got to get off that and you got to get on to what works mm -hmm. and um i think a single parent can do it just as well i mean me and my husband it is hard with two people <laughs> it's hard with people i've been married 31 years so uh it's hard even when you have two parents in the home so um i don't know i just don't know that that's the answer um 
that yeah. everybody keeps coming up with. Yeah. So it's so. it's nothing is ever as simple as when people talk about things. I I've learned over the years nothing is ever you can make a blanket statement or say something, but uh, it's never quite as easy as it sounds. Right, because what nowadays you have to have two jobs. Mm-hmm. So the so okay, you've got a man in the home. He gets up and he goes. He has to be at work by six thirty or seven. But mom has to be at work by eight. Okay, so but the school starts at seven forty-five. So uh, who do we have to pick up? You know, it, it's just it's a it's a really difficult situation. So even if you have those things in place. Uh, it, it's like, you know, you're running in circles, but you need to spend time with the children, but we both have to work to feed you and show you what's right that you should work. So mm-hmm. how do you solve that? Yeah. No, and I, a lot of the issues we face, you know, you, you talked about the kids or whoever that comes in to fill out the forms, and they don't have a computer to do it, you know, to right. money, expense. I mean, there's, and I guess maybe people get intimidated by that too. You know, they uh, exactly. It, and then if if you don't have a car to get to DHS, um, so you try and take the bus, and you know, there's there's so well, you got to keep your appointment. Um, you got to come prove that you've worked the twenty hours. Uh, there's just a lot more to it than somebody sitting back and saying people are just rolling in the dough from the government. Government's not making it easy. All right, hey Cindy, so, thanks for your thoughts today. Sure. Very Bye. good. And we've got less than a minute here, but Don, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Happy Good. birthday, Ed, the brains of the oh. operation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. yesterday somebody called up and said uh, we should get rid of the hyphens and all just be Americans. And I think it was Jim Dye that said he was part of the 1%. I think that's part of the problem nowadays. People in the media have to get off the premise that people don't want to be Americans. I think to say that only 1% of the population just want to be Americans is totally ridiculous. Yeah. I would say that number is probably way up over 60%. Yeah, I was going to ask you what number you thought it was. So, yeah. Uh, probably well over 60%. 1%? Come on, what are you guys thinking, man? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Don, i got to run, but, but thank you, sir. See ya. Happy birthday, Ed. All right, happy birthday to Ed. Yeah, you got that's the caller requirement today. So you got to ha- wish happy birthday to Ed Bond. Uh, we're at uh, 9.59. He's eating his donuts. We'll get him some popcorn. He'll be in great shape. And he's watching the stock market. Big news there. They had, uh, what, 313,000 jobs in the last uh, month added. All right, uh, second hour straight ahead. First hour went very quickly. Maybe uh, we'll hear from Jeannie Ives. We're expecting to sometime in this next hour. Stay tuned at 10 o'clock, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back on a Friday as we work our way to the end of the week. Glad you're with us at a uh, spirited first hour. Lots of great conversation. Appreciate all the phone calls, emails, and texts as usual. We'll get back to an open line here in just uh, a little bit. And uh, we've got a, a special guest for you here for a few minutes. Uh, a few week, couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Governor Rauner. He stopped by. We've got Jeannie Ives on the line. And uh, she, of course, is running for governor. And uh, Jeannie Ives, uh, state representative, how are you? I'm great. Good. Yeah, bright, sunny day here in Wheaton. 
Yeah, so you had to drop off lunch for your child, huh? Is what I heard. <laughs> I did. Yeah, <laughs> little mom duty this morning. There you go. Well, I looked up your bio. You and I were born about a month apart, so we're the same age, basically. Wow. So how about that? All right. <laughs> yeah, the last of the baby boomers are the start of Gen X, I guess. Yeah, that's whatever. what. That's what everybody tries to lump us into that baby boomer group, but I'm not ready for that. So you know, we're, we're no, a little younger neither. than that. So, but we didn't come here to talk about our age. We came to talk about uh, your campaign. Uh, you're running for governor. Uh, how's it going out there, I guess, as we're getting, what do we do, within 10 days or so here, right? Uh, it's going great for our campaign. We've got momentum on our sides. On our side. Uh, signs are out everywhere. And people are um, finally uh, getting the message that Governor Rauner is lying about me. He's lying about who I am, my record, my ties to Mike Madigan, all of it fake news. Fake news from Governor Rauner. And now you've got editorial boards across the state calling them out for his blatant lies about who I am and what I stand for. So we've got enough time to uh, beat back his rhetoric and give uh, Republican voters, let them understand that they got a real choice in this election. Well, I'm always, uh, and I'm a connoisseur of politics, uh, Jeannie. I always, I mean, I political ads are what they are. Uh, as you know, it's, it's hard sure. to get say what you want in 30 or 60 seconds. Uh, and, you know, the messages are out there and people have to kind of sort through them. So, I guess uh, as you address sure. all that, you, you, what have you said or not said about Michael Madigan, I guess, would be the... Uh, look, um, I have said that I'll work with Mike Madigan or I'll work around Mike Madigan, but make no doubt, um, you know, I don't vote with Mike Madigan. Um, never really had a conversation with him uh, except across a microphone. And uh, Governor Rauner twisted my words in an editorial debate where I mocked him for blame shifting all the state's problems and his ineffectiveness off to Mike Madigan. And so, uh, you know, even liberal reporters uh, are calling him out, giving him essentially the Oscar for the most deceptive campaign ad. But I, I stand for, with taxpayers. And when you go down to Springfield and you stand with taxpayers, guess what? You make enemies. One of those would be Mike Madigan, who is, you know, tied closely to the, with the public sector unions. And I've opposed them at every turn with every bill. Well, tell me what, uh, I, I think I know the answer to this, but the the big issue that spurred you to get into this race in the first place, was was it the uh, publicly funded abortion bill? Was that the, the spark, I guess? That was definitely the last straw for most Republicans. This is the point where it really became very clear that we have a character problem uh, with, with Governor Honor. Uh, because it's not just that he signed uh, public funding of abortion, the first governor ever in the United States to do so via legislation. It's the fact that he lied to everybody about it. He lied to Cardinal Supich. He lied to every single Republican down in Springfield who voted against that bill, by the way. He lied to Republican primary uh, voters before when he said he had no social agenda. This is the most uh, progressive social agenda you've ever seen. Mike Madigan and the Democrats never did this. They never made this a sanctuary state. They never changed the education funding formula to bail out Chicago. Bruce Rauner did all of that and more. So it became a character issue. He's not being honest with anybody about anything. In fact, he's lying about everything in the last three years. Again, Jeannie Ives is with us here for a few minutes. Uh, if you uh, you mind taking a call or two, if we get any, I mean, uh, we that'd be we, great. We, okay. No, well, I'd if, love to. If people want to visit with you for a couple minutes, we'll have her on a few minutes here uh, more. Again, Jeannie Ives running for governor. The primary coming up March twentieth. Uh, when you talk about the governor and what I guess the big thing was, he told people he would veto that bill, and then he didn't. Is that basically the the gist of it? 
Yes, and uh, so, uh, you know, Republicans don't trust him. My colleagues uh, were very upset with him. They've called him out for now his lies about me in this campaign. So you've got a man with millions of dollars to spend to, to uh, uh, you know, saturate the airwaves with false um, advertising about me. And finally, my colleagues are standing up to his lies. But, of course, Republican leadership isn't. Where's Jim Durkin? Where's Bill Brady? Why aren't they calling him out for his lies? They've been working with me for five years. They know I'm not a Madigan latchkey. They know that, and they're not calling him out. So it's just, you know, the whole Republican Party needs to be shaken up. And yeah. I'm hoping that this uh, this um, election does it. So what do you uh, what do you think of, uh, obviously, what, uh, what I, I could ask you a general question, what needs to be done? There's a lot that needs to be done in Springfield. But, oh, a lot needs uh, to be done. You know, mm-hmm. what, what's the biggest, yeah. A number one, is it the tax, the tax increase? Uh, what else are you are you looking at? Look, now the new Paul Simon poll says that 89% of Illinoisans say we're on the uh, wrong track. That's up from a year ago. So, uh, you know, the predominant reason that people are leaving the state of Illinois and we have the highest out-migration out of any state is over taxes. So that 32% tax increase did nothing good for the state of Illinois. We're now back to the fourth highest corporate income tax. And Governor Rauner let it all happen. 15 surrender Republicans voted for that tax increase because Rauner couldn't hold them together, and he had led so poorly that they felt the need to, to vote for a Madigan tax increase. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to arrest taxes. We have to right-size our budget. We have to cut spending, flat-out cut spending, austerity budget, forensic audits at the agencies, run the agencies more fit, efficiently. All this stuff Rauner could have done because it did not take Madigan's input. He could, we didn't have to have the Vince, uh, Quincy Veterans Crisis. We didn't have to have uh, mismanagement in Medicaid funds, which we currently have. We didn't have to have any of this uh, public corruption. He could have stopped it on day one by highlighting it, but he failed to say a word about public corruption. So none of these take, you know, legislative initiative. It's all things that a, a solid governor would have tackled in the, his first year, and he just failed to do that, and we plan to, to impose all of that and more. All right, we're with Jeannie Ives here. We have a couple of callers for you, Jeannie, if you want to uh, Great. jump on with them. Let's see here if I can do this right. Hey, Bruce, how are you this morning? Uh, pretty good, and you are right on with everything you just said. But i got a, a question I'd like you to, to run past you. We're having trouble with my daughter's school now. Um, and the I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, active shooter drills law that was passed a few years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, my daughter's school has not done that drill for six years. The superintendent falsified all of the records, turned them into the state, falsified witnesses, falsified uh, the statements afterwards, and the school board will do nothing about it. The state's attorney will do nothing about it and said that law has no consequences for the people that break it. And we we just don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, we'll let her answer that. Go ahead, thank Jeannie. you for the call. Yeah, you know, you. your school districts are largely unaccountable to the, the f- folks that they serve. And your state's attorneys, in many cases, are not prosecuting laws that are broken. But again, this, is, this goes back to public corruption, where if you highlight it and you expose it and you pressure uh, superintendents to either do their job or state's attorneys to do their job, usually the problem gets fixed. But if you're not going to talk about it, you're not going to say anything about it, then uh, we're going to get nowhere in the state. This is one of many cases where superintendents aren't following the law, um, uh, other public officials are violating Open Meetings Act, FOIA is not being adhered to. This is how Northern Illinois University president gets a $600,000 buyout, even after found violating our procurement laws 
and nothing happens. And it, that all happened on Rounder's watch. So right. we're going to go ahead detect it, expose it, and shame people into doing the right thing. All right, we're here with Jeannie Ives. She's a candidate for governor, of course, in the Republican uh, primary. And let's go back to the phones. Jane is up next. Hi, Jane. You're on with Jeannie. Hi, Brian. Hi, Jeannie. Um, I have a question. Hi. Every time there's an election, we always hear that we need to cut spending. And the spending that we then cut always seems to be the social ish, the social stuff that we need. So if you're elected, what are you going to cut? Well, we're going to cut and reform uh, pensions. And the first way we're going to do that is all new hires need to be in a 401k style program, which we already have in effect and has been working perfectly for 20 years. So new hires go to a 401k. Then at that point, you can start to deal with the unfunded liability. That is the first goal in my administration is to start that process because pensions, we treat pensioners as number one in terms of priority of our budget and the developmentally disabled is number 48 when you look across states in terms of how we treat them. So we're going to flip that on its head. Okay. But and we're going to make sure that these pensioners are, are put on notice that, uh, look, you either get on board with this reform or we're going to have to freeze salaries across the board because this is bankrupting not just local governments but the state as well so we're going to set priorities and we're going to win arguments and make the arguments that nobody has made about how we need pension reform okay but you can't do anything with current pensions and that's our problem is the current pensions that we're paying are astronomically high and we and and those can't be touched so you're just talking about new hires new people that come in but everybody that's already there or retired they're getting their pension. So really, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do with pensions, uh, current pensioners. We're going to first of all, we're going to audit these systems, and we're going to make sure that uh, pensions that were not um, maybe done, uh, um, maybe were granted and were outside of the state law. Then we're going to we're going to look at that first of all, and then we're going to reform these pensions inside out. And when I talk about that, I mean no more part-time employees getting full-time pensions, which is occurring. Okay. Okay. And we're going to take this apart piece by piece. And there are pensions that are headed to insolvency. And it's a, you, there's going to be a court decision eventually as to whether the taxpayers have to pony up for this, these mismanaged pension funds that the union uh, representatives and the politicians of old let occur, or whether or not taxpayers are going to be, have to basically turn over the keys to their house to pay for them instead. Because that's where we're coming to. There's a day of reckoning coming, and we're going to stand with taxpayers when that happens. So okay. uh, pensioners need to be careful here. We okay. need to well, reform I, these pension systems. I wish you the best of luck. I hope that you can make a change if you are elected, but I don't know. <laughs> but I do wish I know, you it's, it's it's not an Thank easy you, task, but I tell you what, we can we can win the reform when we uh, when we actually put up the data. Look, uh, pensions need to be uh, aligned with where the salaries are put out. You're not going to solve any of this if you keep a disconnect between salaries and compensation and and sick day accumulation, everything else that feeds into this this entire employee cost. If you do, if you don't connect those two with the pension costs, we're never going to solve anything in the state. All right. Thank you, Jane. You got time for another one here, Jeannie? How are you doing on time? Sure. You all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. All right. Uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. You're on with Jeannie Ives. Good morning, Brian. Thank you uh, for uh, 
letting Miss Ives uh, have some time on the radio. I appreciate that. Sure. Miss Ives, a, a, a huge supporter. I appreciate it. I was about to ask you about public se- public sector pensions as well. You've done a great job in, in responding to that, and, and, and I know that uh, once you're in office, we will uh, start to make changes and at least uh, address those issues. Uh, so I will just uh, say the best of luck. Uh, we've, you've got a lot of support out here, a lot of ground swell in your, for your campaign, and uh, well, we hope to see you in the general election in uh, November. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Appreciate we appreciate that. it. Let me ask you about that real quick, Jeannie, about um, – Obviously, in Illinois, you've, the, what you deal with is Chicago. You've got a voting block in Chicago, a lot of people up there. Sure. Uh, you've got to win, I guess, as a conservative Republican, you've got to win downstate. And I guess what? You've got to flip the suburbs. Is that where the, you know, in any, and I realize this is a Republican primary. I'm talking about if you win and then go, you know, head to head with whoever the Democrat is from a statewide. Uh, can that be tough, though, for a conservative Republican? I don't think so. Uh, you know, when we looked at this race, we, we saw a chance to really make this a change election in, in 2018 for Illinoisans. We, we looked at this race and said, you know what, uh, we think a conservative can win, especially when every single one of the Democrat candidates is just an inch shy of being a socialist. And every single one of them wants a progressive income tax, legalization of marijuana. They want to take away your guns. They want to keep an a Illinois sanctuary state. Uh, something Governor Rauner agrees with them on. And and so we don't think that that is really who Illinoisans are. And we don't care if you're in the city, the suburbs, or downstate. We think that you care about the rule of law. We think that you are sick and tired of people um, uh, playing games with your pocketbook and basically running you out of the state. And, and we think that people are ready for somebody to make an argument for the conservative case, especially when it ta- fiscally. Um, and so we're going to align all sorts of um, coalitions, especially uh, gun owners. You know, I have an A rating with the NRA. Governor Rauner has refused to fill out their questionnaire, which is an indication where he stands with gun legislation. Uh, we think that Illinoisans are not as liberal as Chicago Democrats think, think they are across the state. And so we know that we can win in November 2018, and it's Governor Rauner who is completely betrayed his uh, Republicans statewide, and he is the one who cannot win in November. All right, let's do one more here for uh, Jeannie Ives, and we okay. need to wrap it up. Uh, Ralph, go ahead. You're on with Jeannie. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just wanting to talk more about real quick about um, I just came in on the tail end of the conversation about the Gifford uh, School District and, um, and the state boards. We've talked to all kinds of representatives, um, and to get to my question, I mean, and everybody seems to pass the buck to somebody else. I just want to know if you become governor, what are you going to do to make a difference with the schools about these boards that are out of control? Okay, we'll let her answer that. You sort of touched on that earlier, but uh, give me a quick summation, I guess. No, let me sum that up. Look, um, there's a lack of accountability, whether it's a the Board of Trustees at Northern Illinois University, whether it's the city colleges um, falsifying documents and trying to get tuition reimbursements, falsifying graduation reports, uh, you know, sending out fake certificates, whether it's them doing that, whether it's your school board superintendent signing uh, falsifying documents, it's a problem. It, those are public records. And I, I suspect that when if a governor would speak up about this, and hold people accountable, it would end immediately. So we're going to do that. We're, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of exposing it to folks and having it um, 
taken care of. Look, um, from my, um, I asked the Illinois Department of Revenue to come up with, tell me how many assessors are unqualified for their position. 55 assessors sat for election and they were unqualified. Well, that nonsense is going to stop. We're going to make sure the state's attorneys do their jobs and prosecute crimes when they're committed. Mm-hmm. And if you're falsifying documents, you're going to, you need to be fired. Well, uh, Jeannie Ives, thank you for the time today. Uh, we've we've uh, covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time, so uh, yeah, we, absolutely. we appreciate you being on today and uh, have a good uh, rest of the day, I guess. Look, I just want people to know you can change. You change out the politicians, you change policy. Don't be fatalistic about Illinois. It's got way too much potential. Uh, you know what? We're ready to you know lead the revolt for taxpayers statewide, and so join our revolution and vote on march 20th for genie Ives. thank you thank you genie good to have you on appreciate yeah. it have a great day Ten yeah. twenty-eight. there you go genie ives and um we had the governor on recently so i wanted to kind of uh let you hear the other side and um get you ready for the march primary so there you go hey swanson roofing the roofing dog getting ready for a, a busy spring here it's a family company the workers all get full benefits at swanson's roofing including a 401k therefore the Crew has great incentive to work hard and make every Swanson Roofing customer totally satisfied with the work the company does for them. The uh, workmanship is guaranteed for the life of the roof, and materials carry a 50-year warranty. And Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, also takes full responsibility for all workmanship of any uh, past customer. And uh, Corey also wants you to know he'll do small repairs and help you save your roof. And Swanson Roofing is happy to repair your roof, even if they did not do the original job. So... Check out Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Call today for a free estimate, 217-355-ROOF. That's 355-7663 or Swanson Roofing online at theroofingdog.com. I used to say roof, roof, but uh, I'm not sure he, he needs that. Uh, everybody knows who he is now. But Anyway, uh, Michael Kaiser's up next. Had a couple of texts came in very late. I'm sorry we um, they came in to me after she was off the air talking about Jeannie Ives. So I'll just read you what they asked here after the next break, and um, you can chew on those, I guess, and maybe we'll send them along to her somehow or whatever. But uh, we had the governor on about the same amount of time, 15, 20 minutes, and I wanted to give her similar time and take a few calls like the governor did. So hopefully we will um, be able to kind of even that out and let let you hear both uh, campaigns there as we inch our way to the March 20th primary. So there you go. we got Michael Kaiser up next. News headlines on DWS. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts here on this Friday. What's the best choice, uh, 401k or individual retirement account? Well, uh, Busey Wealth Management folks can help you with that. Whether you're trying to decide between a traditional or Roth IRA, utilize the financial calculator and the resource center on Busey.com. There's traditional IRAs, allow your investment earnings to grow tax-deferred until withdrawn. Roth IRAs are taxed at the time of uh, contribution, but earnings can be withdrawn tax-free. So different tax implications for different kinds of IRA. And uh, whether you want to travel or move to a warmer climate or uh, invest in a hobby, the uh, folks at Busey Wealth Management recommend saving 10 to 15% of your annual income to help you achieve those goals. So check it out, 1-800-67-BUSEY. Or visit any Busey location today. Busey.com, the place to go. A lot of news yesterday here locally about the feasibility study. And real quick, a couple of people we're going to hear from here. First, Josh Whitman, real quick, on the study 
uh, of the feasibility for hockey and uh, how all that came about and just his thoughts on it from yesterday. More or less. I, I don't know that there were any particular surprises in the report, uh, but it was, again, it was nice to, to have a third party come in and, and verify some of the things that we suspected. Uh, and but uh, but to see, have them go through the process that they did, that they did, and uh, and reach the same conclusions that we had uh, was was a good reinforcement of the work that we've done here over the last almost a year now. Uh, certainly, it's a it's a very ambitious project, and a very expensive project, uh, trying to get something like this off the ground with the new arena. Uh, it, it is it, it's a big number out there, and so we're working hard to try and generate the support that's necessary to uh, to get the project lifted off the ground. The Penn State number obviously is about out there, $88 million for that facility. But what is a base number that uh, you'd be okay with to get this started, to get the ball rolling for this? People have asked us that, and I, I don't know that we've put out there a firm number on, on what it has to be. Uh, it, certainly it's in the tens of millions of dollars. Uh, I think it's probably north of $50 million. Um, and it, where you get in, into some gray areas, if we're able to raise $45 million, are we going to walk away from it? I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, it's a big number. It certainly is, as I said, probably one of the more ambitious projects we've ever undertaken. Um, so I, I'd say it's north of 50. I think it's probably a little lower than what Penn State had raised. Um, but it's, um, it's been exciting to be out and, and talk to people about the project. Uh, I, I think that people understand what the, what the opportunity is, and they're, they're excited about uh, what hockey could look like here at the University of Illinois and about what the benefits of that program would be, but also the, the benefits of a new facility for volleyball, for wrestling, for gymnastics uh, would be for those programs and also for our community. All right, so there's uh, Josh Whitman commenting yesterday on all of uh, the big news about the feasibility study for hockey. The mayor of Champaign is with us. Deb Finan's on the line. Deb, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. That was uh, kind of exciting news. Uh, we kind of knew there was a lot of hockey interest around here. I think you're a big Blackhawks fan, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, I just, I like hockey. I've got a nephew who's a little one who's playing hockey in Iowa. And, you know, maybe this someday means he'll come to the University of Illinois for hockey. Who knows? Yeah, and for, and let's, uh, let's be clear on all this. Uh, this is like just a very early stage. I mean, we're not talking about hockey here next week. So it's going to take a while, right? It is, and, you know, obviously the city has a lot of um, work to do as well. Um, you know, we had started due diligence relating to the um, Hotel Conference Center and the mass transit portion of the project, which was kind of moving forward with or without hockey. Um, and, you know, this obviously changes uh, the scope of, what we're looking at and so the the city's going to have to go back to our consultants as well and you know do the due diligence that we need to do but it's hard not to be really excited about the possibilities i mean um to have the university in the heart of our downtown is really exciting yeah and, and really there wasn't a, there was probably a win-win right because you had two proposals on the table uh, both in champagne so it it just turned out to be the downtown one i guess is what they're leaning towards, right? Well, and I don't know that we even really had two proposals on the table. From a city perspective, we had a hotel conference center um, with mass transit um, 
component with the possibility of maybe a partnership with the university. Um, and, you know, I think DIA was looking at where is the best site to locate it. And there were, you know, there certainly was another developer that was interested there, but um, we didn't have another development proposal in front of us at the city. Okay. And for people that don't know, Deb, uh, where in the location here? People kind of know the general area, but what kind of outline? Yeah, so, well, and, you know, so basically you're looking at um, all the industrial stuff that if you stand at the MTD building and you you look out um, and you look out south, you see, you know, sort of south of the MTD um and and heading south there is there's parking lots and there's you know old industrial sites and um kind of behind tumble in and you know up to city center that that area kind of right along the tracks Mm -hmm. is where we're looking at this going yeah and that's an area that i mean of all the areas in downtown champaign and as you well know the whole downtown has been remarkable with its growth and the new hotels and all the activity, that's kind of the one area that hasn't changed much, right, over the years? That's right. I mean, we've had some some reinvestment, certainly. You know, city center is a, a newer facility, um, but kind of that stuff in between um, from there, from city center kind of back toward um, the MTD building is is older, more industrial, you know, some older buildings being reused. There's a break shop in there. Um, but it's it, it, it has the potential to expand our downtown footprint. I mean, we want to expand north. We also want to expand south. I mean, um, we're beginning to get um, limited in the space that we have downtown because people are filling it, which is exactly what you want to happen. Um, and it also, you know, I think the having having students realize that they really are just as close to downtown as they are to some places on campus is, you know, that's a good thing. And it helps to, you know, improve our economy with our bars and our restaurants and things like that being utilized. Um, and certainly the conference center has the potential to bring a lot of people into the community. So it's it's really, really exciting. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a, a neat thing to watch develop. Uh, I know you don't know a timeline specifically, but, it, I mean, so what happens next? You have to get find out more, like you said earlier, and then kind of go from there? Yeah. I mean, I think the city will have to adjust, you know, what it's looking at as far as economic impact and feasibility. Um, and, you know, remember, this is within a tax increment financing district. So, you know, whether or not the numbers work, I think I said in the paper today, uh, you know, we don't have an actual ask on the table. So it's hard to start predicting, you know, city dollars or if they're even going to be city dollars because we, we haven't been asked yet. Um, but we will continue to work with the developers and with the university to, you know, try to move things forward. Um, now that we know that, you know, if the university goes forward with hockey, this will be the site. I mean, your quote from um, Josh Whitman from yesterday, I mean, we still have to remember that there's a lot of work to be done on their end as well. So sure. we're excited. We're hopeful. I think hockey, D1 hockey, I mean, all the reasons that the report said and the article said, I mean, we have a lot of hockey players 
um, not just in Champaign-Urbana, which I know we have, but, you know, state of Illinois is like sixth in the nation as yeah. far as having ho- ho- hockey players. I think that's right. So, Huh. This is this is the place to be if you want to play, and it makes sense for the university um, to have hockey, but they've got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. to get there. Um, uh, do you mind taking a call, or you got to go somewhere oh, else? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. All right, let's uh, pop one on here real quick for the mayor of Champaign, Deb Finan. Hi, Tim. Hi, guys. Mayor, um, my question to you, are you going to have to take some ground? And um, what about Marco Steele? Are you going to go all the way to Springfield Avenue? Because I believe – the ice sheet will have to run north-south, and I don't think you're going to put it on the seventh floor like Madison Square Garden. But um, <laughs> and, and they still have hockey. They still have a club. So there will be hockey until that happens. Right. There, There is hockey at Illinois, but it's a club. Yeah, very and good. Thanks, sure. I just, I just hope uh, we come out up with some blueprints soon. So I'm very interested. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. There you go. So I think, you know, really the answer to that question is City of Champaign's not taking anything. Um, we have a private developer that is proposing a partnership with the University of Illinois and the Mass Transit District to build a project. And so as a city, we're standing by talking about infrastructure needs and impact on the community and if they're going to ask for increment out of the TIF. But um design and location and all of those things are are not city decisions hey mayor thank you very much for the time i appreciate it deb no problem thanks good to have you on bye-bye there you go mayor of champagne we're back with more after this Join us for Fighting Illini Baseball on Saturday at noon. Scott Beatty has the play-by-play as Illinois takes on Furman and then Michigan State. It's a doubleheader Saturday starting at noon from Greenville, South Carolina. And they're down there this uh, weekend as we rejoin you on Penny for Your Thoughts, uh, playing a Big Ten team in Greenville, South Carolina, as well as Furman, who's right there. Hey, Mike Namoff, Big Mike, born and raised in Chicago, born into an entrepreneurial family, the youngest of five brothers. You know who Big Mike Namoff is. He owns retail furniture stores. Throughout central Illinois, he's helped raise millions of dollars for different organizations. One uh, near to my heart, Tom Jones, uh, Kiwanis, uh, Tom Jones Challenger League, an organization enabling kids to uh, with disabilities to play baseball. He's been a part of that, as well as a founder of the Dream Team. This Is It Furniture has been his store for many years, and now he's combined it with Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. Big Mike will now have two stores. This Is It and Snooze under one large roof. And with this new chapter in his life, Mike will offer you many options. He'll continue to take care of your furniture and mattress needs at This Is It Furniture. But now with Snooze, many luxury items, you won't believe what you find in there. I mean, it's unbelievable. The adjustable bed frames, carbon cool pillows, they've got scented pillows, they've got mattresses made from the um, rubber of a, I mean, the what is it, uh, latex from a rubber tree. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what they have in there. You can you won't find a store like this, Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop, anywhere else. But it's right next door to This Is It Furniture. Big Mike Namoff, check it out. One of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, let's go back to the phones, and Mike is with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, I've got a sports question for you. Yes. That that young man from Florida was just here, the seven-footer. Did he make any comments? I haven't heard. A lot of times you read, they'll say, I had a great visit or, you know, something relative to that. Did he say anything or, you know? I haven't uh, checked the um, what recruits are saying page, <laughs> oh. to be honest. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the they, they usually, they always say they have a great visit. I, I haven't seen them yet say they didn't. 
So yeah, usually they'll have something. I got on my sites that I have, and I didn't see anything. I know the young man from California is going to be here this weekend. Yep. Yeah, they're having some big and visits, and uh, hopefully we can land one of them. Hope so. The roster is, you know, we'll hopefully we'll see what the roster looks like here in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, I figure a couple more will be leaving. I hope Black's not one of them, but I understand it. If he does, I understand yeah. it. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Yep, good to hear from you. All right, lots of texts here. And, again, I apologize because uh, some of these texts came in after Jeannie Ives, who was with us in the first half hour, had already left. Uh, text here says, instead of all the trash talking between candidates and talking to Jeannie Ives, you're spending time defending yourself. I want to focus on what your plans are for the state. We're incredibly bankrupt. People are leaving the state. She did hit on some of that. Uh, also a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, says, can you please ask Jeannie why in the world do we need a lieutenant governor? That's been talked about some about eliminating that office. Also a text says the Democrats cheered Rauner's sec- uh, sanctuary uh, state passing. So what is uh, Jeannie Ives saying about that? And uh, she did pass, I think she took, uh, at least addressed that somewhat tangently along the way. Also a text from Bill, nobody's taking advantage of a link card. Been to Walmart lately. There are some great single parents, but stats show great advantage to two-parent homes. And Ernie texts in, he said, there's enough trash in the area of North Prospect to keep two people busy picking it up full-time. The businesses should pay for that. And from John, he says, concerning hockey, could you address any Title IX issues that might have to be considered? I think that would be a factor. I know the women's program currently has 11 Division I programs. The men have 10, with the women still have to add a program. If you don't know, maybe Kent Brown could be contacted. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about that. They may talk about that tomorrow on the, the Saturday show. And uh, Jim from Muhammad says, all politicians must attend the same seminars on how to answer questions they wish they were asked instead of the ones they're actually asked. And then answer those with well-rehearsed talking points. Well, there is when you talk politically, yeah, there's there is a lot of that. So sometimes you have to drill down a little deeper to get get some answers. All right, those are the texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Thank you for all of those. Thank you to the mayor for being on with us for a few minutes as well. We'll come back and start to wrap it up for the week after this. All right, that's going to do it for me for today and for this week. Thank you to all of our guests today at various times and all your phone calls and emails and texts. I love that. We've got the news coming up at the top of the hour. And Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacks, Lauren Tate will be with me. A lot to talk about college basketball-wise. Sean Harrington, former Illini with ESPN, and Matt McCumber will all join me on Monday morning. So we'll look forward to that on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Have a great weekend.